Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Paul and producer Dave. Today, we have episode one of season two of the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. This episode is going to be chapter nine entitled the marshal and it was a good one it was the start of season two we just did the preview episode that got me amped for this episode and i I enjoyed it a lot guys yeah i was also on the preview episode and gotta say this first episode lived up to the hype not much else to add on other than great episode we got a lot of action which is what i was really hoping for yeah i forgot how much i love mandalorian (laughs) i mean it's just so good i wasn't on the uh season one recap episode but you know my resume (laughs) haven't seen clone wars (laughs) haven't seen clone wars haven't seen the other one but you know all the movies saul revenge of the sith and theaters yeah way back when a million times after yeah so seeing a show like this bring back boba fett's armor Mm -hmm. and just like little things like that oh my god so awesome The great thing about this show is that it has something for the people that have only seen the movies, and then it also has some payoff for the people that have explored some of the expanded universe. So, And that's what we talked about a lot on the preview is how much we like that about this show, that it can explore those elements. Exactly. To go off what you were just saying, the universe is just so big that, you know, having Easter eggs in all these episodes is very doable because Star Wars has been around for almost a little over two decades now. So Easter eggs are always, you know, fun to see in these kind of shows and definitely a huge one with Boba Fett's armor. For sure. We ready to get going? Of course. Hell yeah. All right. So we get Mando walking with little baby Yoda in his little floating cradle and it's nighttime. They're walking through this downtown dirt road and you kind of see little glowing eyes of what might be some wolves or some dogs kind of come back into play. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll (laughs) definitely come back. So they end up going knocking on this low key door a bodyguard comes out mando goes i'm here to see gore koresh yeah and it looks like kind of a shady underground operation just from the start but we enter into this uh, we call it the fighting pit i guess it, it's yeah it's kind of like a, a box ring, ring. Yeah, yeah it was like a, but yeah i was saying that on the preview episode it kind of looked like some kind of fancy box well not fancy but yeah <laughs> boxing ring and there are these two gamorians going at it with like battle axes it's a pretty cool thing i, w- I would pay to yeah, watch it was really that cool. yeah it was really cool yeah that i whenever i see them i just think you're dead like whenever your gamorians yeah. are an episode you either get are massive compared to the you could tell too from the like just comparing them to the people in the sands they were huge yeah i would... think jabba used them as like just his cronies his henchmen Wouldn't yeah they're muscle just yeah getting, they're all muscle you're getting eaten by like the sarlacc yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Mando kind of like walks past the boxing ring and sits down to this guy, turns out to be Gore Koresh. And what Mando's looking for is he heard that Gore Koresh has information about the whereabouts of another Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And obviously, our boy Mando is looking for other Mandalorians to help him get Baby Yoda back to his kind. Mandalorian have a lot of, like, they're known to have a lot of information. They have a tight knit network of, you know, secrecy essentially yeah. and not only that but that's kind of his family you know yeah, the, exa- those are people that, that yeah. would give him help right. so he is definitely seeking them out because i wouldn't know where to start well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baby well, kind. yeah we also get more to that when he reunites with the mechanic next scene mm-hmm. but koresh right off the bat is like a total douche he is saying you know are you a betting man are you gambling man yeah Mando says, no, not when I have to. He says, I'll bet you the this, something about like, this I'll give gamor- you the information. I, 
it was like the male Gamorrean fighter versus the female yeah. one. And he was basically betting on the male one, I think. Oh, he said, my guy's not doing too well. Yeah. So we, he bet for his guy. He said, I bet you that the other Gamorrean is going to die in the next minute and a half. If you wager your Beskar armor, I'll put up the information of the whereabouts of the other Mandalorian. And Mando says, hey, I'm I'm willing to pay you for the information, but my Beskar is off the table. Obviously, I just told you I'm not a betting man. And the Gamorrean says, well, not Neither am I. Whips out a blaster, kills the other Gamorrean, and then ambushes Mando, has him at gunpoint, and says, you know, now you're going to die, and I'm going to take the armor. Technically, he won the bet. Yeah, he he won the bet, technically. Um, Yeah, and Koresh's bodyguards are all behind him. There's four blasters pointing at Mando right now. Yeah, and they're close enough that they get between the armor. So he has it, like, at his throat. And Mando says, tell me where the Mandalorians are, and I won't kill you. I thought you said you weren't a gambler. Yeah, and we see Mando kind of activate 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 the whistling birds. Yeah, from from season one. Baby Yoda goes into a hiding yeah he closes his little shell thing (laughs) i like that mando kicks it away basically yeah mando unleashes the whistling birds and they take out all four of the uh the men wielding the blasters against him so the cronies are out of commission and then he has some hand-to-hand combat takes on like three guys at the same time he like shoots out blades that he just kicks their ass the one thing i wanted to say is the one dude was like punching him in the face and i was like dude that's just gotta hurt your fist i was (laughs) was gonna say that i was like you your boss was just talking about how valuable Beskar armor is and you're gonna punch it with your bare hand he wasn't like feeling it really like he just kind of he was do he was consistently swinging for the fences at at one (laughs) point mando sees he's about to get punched in the head and he leans into yeah he like headbutts it and the dude's like oh my head that's when he probably breaks it the armor is so cool i know that's the mandalorian thing but it's so cool but this is exactly i i mean we had to assume that season one or season two was going to kick off with the dope fighting scene and we got it right off the bat of course and i was hoping you were going to finish uh, or say that other line. So Koresh says, I thought you weren't a gambler. And Mando says, I'm not. And then the whistling birds yeah, go out and take birds, everybody. Yeah. He's not a bet. He knew he was gonna he was gonna win that fight. Oh uh, yeah, he's so cool. So oh, you teed it up for me. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I didn't hit it out of the park. Oh, I'm usually okay. better than that. You're better than that, Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> so while this is going on, while Mando's taking out the bodyguards, Koresh is waddling Being out the bitch, front door. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bitch. even call it running. Yeah, he was he was he gets yeah he gets to the street and then mando gets out there yep. does the classic why around the ankles ties him up he's hanging upside down he's from spin- a lamppost yeah and gore says hey, hey hey i'll give you the information as long as you promise not to kill me and mando says i promise you will not die by my hand also true <laughs> also <laughs> true for sure so gore tells him that the mandalorian he knows is on tatooine in a city called most pelgo and Moss, I would say I think it's Moss, Moss Pelgo. Pelgo. Yeah, you're right. Moss Pelgo. Mando was saying, I've been on Tatooine for a long time, plenty of times. I've never seen a Mandalorian. And Koresh says, my information is good. I swear it by the Gatra, which mm. don't know what that is. That mm. We were just talking about like the little things, the yeah. exclamations they throw out. Could if anybody knows, leave a comment. Yeah, <laughs> leave us. a comment. This is what those that's one of the things you would find three hours deep in a rabbit hole on Wikipedia. It's just what is it, the gotcha? Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. It probably has like four pages. Or something. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Yeah. So, so Mando now has the information. He shoots out the lamp. He's tied up to a lamppost. So he shoots out the light and just starts walking away like a badass. Gore Koresh is saying, You can't leave me here, Mando. Mando, come on. And then we see the, the hyenas or the dog creatures 
the red eyes just kind of circle around Gore Koresh and then start to eat him. Bad, bad ass, ass scene. <laughs> he walks away. No yeah. fucks given. Yeah. We get the triumphant music. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And how good is the music? I, I just listened mm-hmm. to the preview episode. I don't think we once talked about oh, the music. Sh- so the music in this show it. is just the chef's kiss. So we get Mando and Baby Yoda pulling up on Tatooine, specifically Moss Eisley. And this is where we get a familiar face, right, Dave? Yes, sir. We meet up with, we found out her name is Motto, the mechanic, or Peli Motto, actually. But yeah, I figured from season one, we were going to get a little bit more of her. Mando, it's the only mechanic Mando knows and can trust, really. She, and she's a good babysitter. Yeah, she sees Baby Yoda and she goes, <laughs> oh, thank the force. <laughs> Who wouldn't have that exact reaction when seeing Baby Yoda? You know, she's like, thank God he came back alive or thank Gantra, you know, he's alive or whatever. And, and how about Mando? The droids go up to you oh, know, yeah. maintain the ship and the curly haired mechanic, what's her name? Moto? Motto. 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 She's like, hey, hey, you guys know he doesn't like droids. Mando, turning over a new yeah, lead. Yeah, no, absolutely. it's fine. Let we, him go. We call it a uh, character development here at Bingetown TV. Hell yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And that was a really cool scene. I, I like it was really touching seeing him. Rest in peace, yeah. IG-11, baby. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Still in our hearts. I think she says something kind of interesting. She says, if this thing ever divides or buds, I will gladly pay for the offspring. (laughs) And that's just a testament to how little anybody knows about what he is, what kind of alien he is, what they they don't care. Yeah, he's just so cute. (laughs) They They just just love him. Exactly. um, So Mando's asking, do you know where most Pelgo is? And she says, man, I haven't heard that name since basically the Empire fell. Haven't heard that name in years. Basically, it got run over with bandits after the Empire fell. So she doesn't go there. She hasn't even left the walls, she said. Yeah, the the whole planet of Tatooine has kind of just been a lawless wasteland for a while. So it's definitely dangerous outside the the walls of Mos Eisley. But yeah, most Pelgo is is kind of in dire straits. We get another droid, R5, comes over to show Mando uh, an old map of Tatooine from before the war. And we have the cities of of Moss Eisley, Moss Espa, and then Moss Pelgo. But there isn't really a picture of Moss Pelgo. However, we get our general girl. area. Of yeah, it, it's kind of weird. The, the other she two mentioned that it was a mining. It was like a mining center mm-hmm. or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's a real small operation and it's probably just gotten smaller and smaller since people feel not protected there for bandits or what have you. But it's a smaller town. And Mando asks if she still has that old speeder bike, which she does. She says it's a little rusted, yeah. but speeder bikes, regardless of the age, are fucking sweet. So absolutely. And we get the cut of Mando speeder biking over to Mos Pelgo. We kind of have a flash where he camps out with Tuscan Raiders overnight in passing. Shout out Quill, because our boy Mando didn't like the Tuscan Raiders before he met up with Quill, the original yeah. journey across the Dune Sea, man. Quill devel- showed him the way. It's adding character development. Absolutely. He, how he hated droids. He didn't like the Tuscan Raiders, but here he is. Yeah, so Mando arrives at Mos, uh, Mos Pelgo, and he kind of slowly just speeder bikes through the center of town, and he's he's kind of receiving a lot of questionable stares from the from the townsfolk. It's like it's an like, old western. Yeah, Riding yeah, through yeah, town exactly. on my horse. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and that's not... That's that phrase sounds weird. Slowly speeder biking. 
<laughs> but it makes sense. It, it does. Yeah, it's, it does. A, it's like a uh, an oxymoron. And where does he go? To the bar. Of it's course. just some random bar cantina. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. always going to the cantina. Yeah. And this I whole mean, episode was very Western. That's a good word because the character he's about to meet is pretty much just a cowboy. Oh, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying on the preview to the episode where they're in that small, like third world kind of yeah. village. And it was a take on like almost like a samurai movie. Very and true. now we're yeah, getting yeah, the cowboy yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of scheme that up on the uh, on the preview. So just a nice ode to that. So Mando walks into the bar and he's kind of talking to the bartender. Says, "Yeah, you ever seen a Mandalorian around here? He would be the only guy that literally looks exactly like <laughs> yeah. me." The guy, the guy's face at the bar yeah. was so he was like, "Huh? Like I'm not sure." He said, "Describe him." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, he said literally, that. have you ever seen anything like what's going on here? <laughs> but anyway, and then the bartender really doesn't get a chance to fully answer. Yeah, he says, and then we get this that. That's the only one I've seen. Well, yeah, the marshal. The, door. the marshal. Yeah, he calls him the marshal. Yeah, the marshal. Enter this character, Cobb Vanth, and he is fully decked out in some very iconic Boba Fett oh, armor. Yeah, we How know that armor. Fucking cool is that? Pardon my eggs. French, but it is so cool. <laughs> yeah, should yeah. we be doing this PG if it's Disney? I don't know. <laughs> podcast isn't disney yeah, podcast not yet not, not yet <laughs> shout out disney shout out disney we'll give you some love i yeah, mean yeah don't scene... want to burn that bridge <laughs> no 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 this could be pg-13 so cool i mean Cobb vanth at the door he just looks at the bartender and he goes uh two snorts of spotchka please yeah you he know goes, right away it's not boba fett obviously yeah. like we assume yeah. boba fett's dead well and... we know he's not a mandalorian because the first thing he does is take off his that helmet, was another thing which too. as as we find out more about the character i think was a sign of respect he took oh, it yeah. right off and let him know hey i'm not you know the mandalorian i'm not trying to be no, first he, thing he says yeah. is i've never yeah. met a real mandalorian yes. before 100 I, I really like Cobb. I like that so you mentioned cool. that actually, because all I was thinking that it was kind of it wasn't meant to be insulting, but Mando took it as insulting when he first met because it's like, who's yeah. this guy offering a drink to me, like taking off the Mando armor? And we'll get to it, I guess, in a little bit. But so this is quote unquote the marshal of this small little western town of Most Pelgo. His name is Cobb Van. And he says to Mando, when I saw you walk in here, I assumed only one of us would be walking out just by the looks of you. And then I took a glance at Baby Yoda and I thought maybe there's more to this Mandalorian than meets the eye. Cobb says that he bought the armor from some Jawas because that's the first question that Mando would ask him. Where'd you get this Mandalorian armor? Bought it off the Jawas and Mando immediately gets a little bit aggressive. He says, take it off or I will. Yeah, he's like I said, he's insulted basically at this point that someone who's not a Mandalorian is wearing his, you know, famous armor. Yeah. So he he's definitely getting a little defensive. And right as before, we're about to get a little bar scene fight. It was a Earth... classic Western standoff, yeah, I would say. Yeah, Just exactly. adding to the Western theme, but continue. Yeah, there, we start to see some rumbling in the bar. They kind of walk out of the bar. We see it's kind of affecting the whole area. And lo and behold, there's something in the grounds. And it's big. It's, yeah. it's a Jaws-like character. And I think we actually, I think Mato has had actually mentioned it back at Moss Eisley saying, yeah. you know, be careful of the crate dragons. Well, yeah. Was anybody else getting SpongeBob text? No, yeah. I, no, I, I wanted to specifically mention that it's an Alaskan bullworm. Alaskan, that's what it is. Yeah. I didn't think that I once, but that's exactly what it is. The first thing I <laughs> what an episode. Especially when they arrive at the hideout, I'm like, okay, this is straight out of SpongeBob right now. Yeah. But yeah, we get introduced to the infamous yeah, Cray Dragon. It slithers right through the center of town, the same path that Mando took, coincidentally, and then just emerges Swallows. from the sand and, and just eats this. Uh, the creature 
is known as a bantha. bantha it's kind of right. it's like a small woolly mammoth or something. Yeah, it's like a They're baby just, woolly mammoth. It's got some meat on I it, like which attracts the like other the dragons. I said it in the preview. They do a very good job of creating the the flora and the fauna mm-hmm. from each of these planets, yeah, and yeah. that's One it looks them. cheesy but cool at the same time. You, you know what I mean? When, it, when the crate dragon swallowed the bantha hole, it was just like even right now talking about it, it was just such a really cool scene to see. It was like the kraken going up and getting the yeah, ship. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, underneath water. Exactly. And Cobb Vanth looks over and he goes, eh, maybe we can work something out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes on to say, if you help me kill this crate dragon that has been attacking us and picking off our banthas forever then mm-hmm. I will give you the armor. He also says in passing, the armor helps has helped me take on the bandits and the sand people, which is the first glimpse we get that he is kind of a protector of the town more than a bandit terrorizing yeah. the town. So the armor helps him take on bandits and sand people, but he needs help with the crate dragon. He has like a he set said. of codes and morals mm-hmm. that he stands by. He's not all bad. And Mando's like, hey, that's easy. I'll just fly over it and kill it with my ship. Oh, true. Yeah. Kavanth yeah. is like, hey, no, can't do that. It senses a vibration. So Mando's like, okay, where does it live? Not that far. I'll show you. Mm-hmm. So two bros just speeder biking away across the desert. Which was that you or Smith who was like speed biking, speeder biking across a no, desert? That was, Tom, so. Looks that like was me. The it, most fun thing in the world. And it, I agree. One hundred percent. It would be wrong? so relaxing. Just all oh, that yeah. open field of just going as fast as you want. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm all in. You're not gonna fall over. And, <laughs> yeah. And they exactly. get on. Um, they get. A little backstory here. He goes, you know, I got I have the quote if you yeah, want. Yeah. So this is Cobb and the city's flashback is what we're getting right here. Mm-hmm. And the quote that Cobb tells him is the town was on its last legs. It started when we got news of the second Death Star blowing up. The Empire pulled out of Tatooine and the occupation was over. That very night, the mining collective moved in and most Pelgo became a slave town overnight. So the Empire pulled out because the Death Star got blown up and then a mining collective just moved in and they were right back to an occupation, if yeah. not worse. Way worse, honestly, because yeah. the miners that came in, it just lit up the bar right away. Yeah. So and and Cobb kind of escapes that mass execution at the bar with, with the bartender. Is that the same bartender that yeah. we saw this up? That's awesome. Yeah. He helps him out. Yeah. Um, he ends up going hiding behind one of the miners beaters. And he ends up grabbing a Camtino or Camtono. Camtono, yeah. Is that a real word or a Star no? Wars I think word? I think that's just a Star Wars word. I don't think that's a real. I word. love that word. Yeah, yeah. and I love those things because that's what he got the best car from. Yeah, yeah. From and, uh, oh, his true. Name yeah, in episode yeah. three, his name was like just the client or something, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Just the we client. don't know his name. Well, well he's him. dead. We his, will never know his, his name. voice. I don't know if you guys talked about this. You <laughs> ever we hear did not. <laughs> his voice in the Rick and Morty episode of where it's intergalactic cable three i think or two and they w- need oh why can't i think of the father's name Who's jerry jerry, jerry. They, they need jerry's penis to save this guy's life right and he won't give it up and th- th- this actor voices the guy who's like i've seen humans it's oh, all penis oh my this <laughs> my penis <laughs> every time i heard his voice that's all i could think that's fun i never I, ne- so I didn't funny. know that <laughs> yeah he makes his rounds he, he's just such a unique voice did you make that connection on your own yeah yeah that is so i, I, I didn't even double on. check that's it a, yeah. so that's impre- it yeah. could be wrong because that's like a very small part of rick and morty i, yeah. I never would have recognized that yeah that's very impressive where were we yeah we were 
Krakow escaping the bar, yes, from the mass execution, and he grabs the Camtono that he just grabbed it because it was the first thing he saw. It could have been food. Out. It could have been water. Yeah, and he said, to, you know, to my surprise, it, it contained silicax crystals, which don't really know anything about them other than that they're super, super rare. Worth a lot and of money. And worth a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So he is currently wandering the desert when he is, he's about to pass out. He's basically dying of starvation and dehydration when a sand crawler and the Jawas pick him up and you know they when he's in the sand crawler he's kind of drinking a bunch of water they open up the what is it called a camp toe camp tono camp tono and it's like you said the silicax crystals and they're very interested in it they're offering him a bunch of things that he doesn't really want and he looks over yeah and they offered their finest in exchange yeah they offer the a droid they offer a fancy gun but he looks over and he sees Boba Fett's armor and he's like I'll trade you for that so just to put it in perspective we know that Silicax is worth more than Beskar which is already worth a lot I'd be pissed if I didn't bring up that when he found the Silicax crystals in the flashback it cut to current time and he said I guess every once in a while both suns shine on a womp rat's tail yeah. <laughs> and he gives him a little smirk and then it's right back to the flashback I love that he makes a bunch of reference to womp rats because it's on Tatooine <laughs> yeah of course. So, so does Motto Luke, too and Luke. that's that's the Wikipedia rabbit hole I got down last night that they're they're pretty good about using them regionally. Do you think correctly? Do you think Cobb Vance picks off Womp Rats with his T-16 back oh, home? Yeah. yeah. Probably with like a, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. with like a T-18 or something. But <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. a little upgraded. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> yes, but he, he gets Boba Fett's armor and he's able to go back to Mos Pelgo and Moss. Moss Pelgo. <laughs> it's just the spelling. I know. I know. It's, it's like loose in Spanish. Yeah. So he looks like a total cowboy walking in to this town run over by bandits. Nods to the bartender. He's like, all right, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then just starts lighting everybody up. Takes just said shot. Agent One screams. Agent Two screams. He was killing all the Asians. We yeah. got a little bit of classic Star Wars aim here, where it's like I feel like he they they definitely had a lot of openings and like there it was just like a chest plate, like a wrist wrist guards and stuff like that. Like they had a lot of places they could hit, but they do hit the armor and it shows yeah. that he came out absolutely unscathed, mm -hmm. totally fine, and shoots the rest of them. Yeah, yeah so it was a really cool scene. He and uses the armor just to liberate the town, but he gets this awesome kill shot with the jetpack. I was going to say they yeah. kind of enter this transport vehicle and they they just start fleeing the city. And yeah, he just takes him out with with this missile that comes out of his jetpack. I and love when the uh, the the scouter just drops and he yeah. lines it up. It's so cool. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah not much else to it, say about it. It's so weird how he just bends over. Yeah, he it was weird. I was thinking quick. that, too. But I mean, it still looked amazing. Well, that's honestly. the only way you can like launch, launch it, a yeah. missile that's coming out of your jetpack. You know, you would have no, to kind of yeah. like lean forward. I'm the so, I'm down. It's the best whenever they use it because it was such it was basically all cosmetic. It's just just for the looks and like the early movies. We never saw it. Yeah. Put yeah. to use. So now now we just, see the damage it can do. Oh, yeah. So rewarding. It does a little bit of damage to the crate Dragon. But again, we'll get there. So when that's the end of the Cobb Van flashback and we, we cut back to Cobb and Mando speeding through and they're they're kind of in this canyon mm. at the moment and they hear a distant growling going on so they immediately get off their bikes and prepare for for combat they they draw their weapons and these kind of big hyena looking things the name the name of the animal in the Star Wars universe is called a massif and a pack of these massifs approach Mando and Cobb that's not very creative that's just taking the t out of massif yeah i was i was literally <laughs> just thinking that it's a yeah, massif 
lazy. I wasn't sure if B Tom's was like pronouncing wrong. No, that was two, like two S's, two F's, <laughs> massive. So okay. Cobb's yeah. freaking out. He's looking at these dogs and he's getting a little worried. Mando walks yeah. out there, speaks a little Tuscan Raider, and starts petting the dog or petting the massive like he's a dog. It's yeah. amazing. He's like yeah. wagging his tail. I have pets it like it's a little pupper. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. It's so cool. And so, that's when the Tuscan Raiders come out. Yeah, the Tuscan Raiders reveal themselves. They were just chilling behind rocks, probably just seeing if these people were willing to reason with them or if they were just going to be hostile towards them. And luckily, Mando was there to be reasonable with the Tuscans. Shout out Queel again. Yeah, yeah. his fluency in Tuscan really saving their arses right now. Mm-hmm. So and Mando communicates with them using sign language and gathers that they also want to kill the crate dragon. So, mm-hmm. you know, their their missions line up. Yeah. And so they I'm pretty sure they this is where they lead them to the actual hideout of the crate dragon, which is so actually first, first. There's a little scene at the Tuscan Raider camp where okay, yeah, yeah. somebody's brushing the Banta's teeth. Yeah, that was funny. I like that scene. Yeah, we funny. have we have baby Yoda kind of interacting with a massive too, mm-hmm. and he just kind of does that baby cooing. <laughs> I love having subtitles on for the yeah, baby yeah. cooing. Baby cooing. Yeah, and then we get one of the Tuscans crushes. I don't know, some type of fruit. It's a black melon. Black melon. Is a thing, yeah. Yeah, and I looked at the wiki. Tells Cobb to drink it. And he's like, it smells horrible and absolutely disgusting. And Mando's translating. And he says, the Tuscans are saying, first you steal all their water and now you offend them by not drinking it. Now Cobb's getting all defensive. They stand up. They got in the shouting match a little bit. And Mando, yeah. instead of shooting a gun up in the air to get their attention, he chooses a flamethrower. <laughs> and they're yeah. all like, well, all he's right. one of the few people that has a flamethrower, yeah. you know? We, we, uh, we better listen to this guy who's literally throwing fire right now. Yeah, they yeah. shut up really quickly. Mm-hmm. And he just reminds them, we're all on the same team. Oh, just- oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> I, got, I got it in there. A little, a little, a little sign, sign language, language too. too. Dave is fluent in Tuscan. <laughs> Did you guys, so. real quick, on a little tangent, do you guys ever hear the theory that Tuscan Raiders at the pod race from Phantom Menace were actually time-traveling Tuscan Raiders <laughs> trying to kill Absurd. their version of baby Hitler so there wasn't a complete genocide against their race, meaning Darth Vader. Anakin. Yeah. They were trying to kill yeah. Anakin. Oh. <laughs> I have didn't... never heard that, but that's hilarious. That's I mean, funny. I mean, totally obviously, definitely joke. not true. I really yeah, like the Tuscans, that's funny. honestly. They're just always there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a little better. But Mando reminds them they're all on the same team. Just relax for the next 24 hours and then we can go our separate ways and be done with this crate dragon and each other. The main thing is how do we kill it? Yeah. Yes. Fun fact about the Black Melons, by the way, Ben Kenobi, while in exile on Tatooine, once tried to sell these during a great drought, but nobody wanted to drink them because they smelled horrible. Oh. <laughs> ben Kenobi knew that it would like help them out, so he tried to sell them. Love having town. the expert on the, the pod. so cool. That's awesome. Whenever you hear something in the show that you don't just know, just look it up. Wikipedia yeah. it. And, It'll come up. Yeah. <laughs> so after realizing that they just need to kill it, set their differences aside, and they need to kill the Kray Dragon. Now we get to the, yeah. the yes. Tuscans. The Tuscans can bring them there. And it's one Tuscan Raider bringing out a Bantha right in front of this cave. And we get a bunch of little details that are just so cool in world building. Uh, Mando is translating there and he's saying they, they say it sleeps. It lives in an abandoned Sarlacc pit. Cobb goes, there's no such thing as an abandoned Sarlacc pit. 
there is if you eat the Sarlacc, which is just insane. <laughs> and we already know from uh, what what Star Wars movie was it? It would be episode six, that one. Yeah, so we already know that the Sarlacc is a menace in itself. So if something was able to take down a Sarlacc, then this is not going to be an easy mission. Yeah, the Sarlacc is what ate Boba Fett. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. some other really cool information we get here. Mando is still translating. He says they studied the digestion cycle for generations and they feed it to keep it asleep. And that little detail, I just think is so cool. I mean, the Tuscans, they're barbarians, but they're pretty smart. They know they're keeping They're track. resourceful, man. And Mando has, it seems like Mando has a very strong appreciation for them and their kind because they are rugged, resourceful, like and, and resourceful is a great word especially at the end of that. And, yeah, and we we'll know, <laughs> and we know that most people are not fans of Tuscan Raiders. So the fact yeah. that Mando is able to be the bridge is impressive. So the Tuscan Raider starts doing the classic Tuscan yell into <laughs> the cave and turns around, starts booking it. <clears throat> Didn't run soon enough in my mind. Like Definitely the moment he yelled, he should have started. Yeah. The 100%. moment he yelled, he should have started that running. on him. Yeah. hundred percent. They're resourceful, but in the rugged. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they can be a little stupid, but he yells. He kind of stands there, and then once he hears the dragon roar, starts to run, yeah. and the dragon comes out, and we're thinking that it's going to go for the Bantha, but it's a little more agitated at the Tuscan yeah. Raider and just swallows that guy whole, completely ignoring the Bantha. Honestly, it's because the Bantha is just vibing. Yeah, He's just like chilling anything. there, and the dude is the live prey, like booking it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Never turn your back on a predator. The great so dragon could smell his fear. Yeah, and he so was that pissed that he woke him up as well. That yeah. terrified Cobb Van from the Mandalorian a little Fun bit. Fun fact from this scene: they are viewing this go down through a pair of binoculars mm -hmm. that I'm like 99% sure were the same binoculars that they had to give the Tuscan Raiders. It was your favorite character, Toro Calican. Do you oh, remember yeah. they had to give the binoculars to the Tuscan Raiders to let them oh, cross their their homelands, the yeah. Dune Seas? Oh my same god, pair. dude. That's actually awesome. Dave that Filoni, is so cool. Easter, right? yeah. Dave Filoni yeah. and John Favreau. Oh man. my they, god, they know what they're doing. Oh, awesome, dude, man. it it makes me so Incred happy that this series and this franchise is in good hands. With exactly, those two. incredible. Don't make writing. me eat those words, but yeah, they're <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know that. They're checking all the boxes. That's so cool. After after the Kray Dragon <clears throat> chomped on the Raider, they kind of fall back and they start working on a plan. They have a little scale model of the Kray Dragon. It's not to scale. Yeah, Cobb yeah. <laughs> said, no oh, there's no way. What are the bones? Yeah. He's, man does that's a crate dragon. Uh it's way too big. It's not to scale. He, he does a little yeah. <laughs> it's the scale. It's the scale. Yeah. And then it, there's and then, a few little yeah. pebbles surrounding the skeleton of the crate dragon. And then the Tuscan kind of just starts dumping a little like more, 15 a more. more. And Cobb's just like, all right, that's more like <laughs> it. Where are they getting these reinforcements? And Mando just turns to him, I volunteered your village. Yeah. <laughs> but Cobb didn't really have any quarrels with that. It was going to happen. Yeah. He, he knew the only way to beat this is mm -hmm. if the villagers help. So, which brings us right back yep. to Maul. Pelgo and immediately Cobb saying like the villagers aren't going to go for this they're not going to be down for joining the Tuscans they've been raiding us for as long as anybody can remember and then we enter into the bar where the entire village has kind of gathered and Cobb and Mando are standing at the front kind of addressing them Cobb says the Mandalorian has agreed to help us slay the Leviathan in exchange for returning this armor to its ancestral home we can't take on the crate dragon alone and the sand people have have agreed to help us and the crowd hates it the crowd absolutely hates it it's for like, the yeah. reasons that you said exactly. they, they've been yeah. raiding us for a while they've killed countless of us why would we help with them cowboys 
don't mix with Indians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 And then we get Mando. I, I actually loved what he says to them as an outsider. That just makes too much sense for anybody to deny. He says, <laughs> I know these people. They are brutal. But so is the Dune Sea. They have survived for thousands of years in these sands, and they know the Crate Dragon better than anyone here. They are raiders. It's true. But they also keep their word. We have struck a deal. If we are willing to leave them the carcass and its ichor, they will stand by our side in battle and vow never to raise a blaster against this town until one of you breaks the peace. And the bartender just nods. He's like, damn. Yeah, just like, are. yeah, that checks all the boxes. Tensions were high, but now I think they, the yeah. villagers kind of see that, yes, we need to work together. So the villagers are on board, if not begrudgingly, but they're on board. And as they're kind of just packing up all their supplies to go on this expedition to take on the crate dragon, we have this awesome shot of the Tuscans arriving on their bands. It's in their iconic, you know, single file line. Like they're not in, yeah. you know, they're all lined together. And, as we know, they do tied their numbers. And as, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> but as, uh, whatever his name, uh, fuck me. We can just cut this. I was going to say the guy from, um, What's the Adam Sandler? No, it's Adam Sandler football movie. The McDonald's longest yard. Yeah. the Cheeseburger Eddie. Cheeseburger Eddie in his famous words. He says, (laughs) there goes the neighborhood when they collide. But that's not relevant. (laughs) (laughs) We had to cut all that just to get to that point. I love it. We had to cut all that to get to this point. Keep it in. Keep it in. (laughs) There goes the neighborhood. So, yeah. So the villagers. Go ahead. I was just going to say the villagers are working with the Tuscan Raiders. They're moving bombs kind of packing banthas um getting ready for their track one of the tuscan raiders drops a bomb and of course the villagers freak the fuck out what are you dumb what do you want to kill yourself this villager spazzes out on the tux (laughs) i mean it's an explosive like he had the right but like you can't just like tensions are high you can't just exactly Cobb was there he gets right in the villager's face and it's just like dude it was an accident yeah. <laughs> let it go Spells we're it about to take him. on a dragon there are bigger <laughs> fish to fry oh uh, there's always a bigger fish where's that from no idea oh, yeah, no come idea. on that's from phantom menace qui-gon jinn when he's okay. when they're underneath the water okay. the fish has him okay been a while since i watched phantom menace it has been a minute i know people hate it i enjoy it i don't hate it at all but it has been a while so we got the whole squad marching to the sarlacc pit and that must have taken forever because it took an entire flashback for them to speeder bike there and they were (laughs) walking by foot yeah Yeah, true so one raider is is up there with a bantha and he's just checking on the pit and can confirm that the the crate dragon is currently in there sleeping and and Cobb is just like listen closely and you can literally hear this thing breathing Mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah, that's Mando, how big it is. Mando just says, "All right, let's get to work." Then yes. he starts laying out the plan. Yeah, so, they start burying explosives in the ground. Uh, so, they eventually learn that it has a supposed weak spot in its underbelly that the explosives are meant to, you know, blow up and kill the dragon. They're just taking the Tuscans at their word because they've been studying it for generations, and right. they kind of know some stuff about it. They knew so, where the hideout was. They knew. That it slept. They had all this information, so why not trust them on this little bit of information? So like you said, the belly is the only weak spot, and this is going to be the plan. They're going to bury the charges. They're going to wake up the dragon. They're going to get it to charge out at them, so they're going to draw it out, and then when it's far enough out and the belly is above the explosives, they're going to hit the detonator. So Mm -hmm. it's 
pretty straightforward yeah, plan. Plans always sound good until until they start, you know? <laughs> it obviously <laughs> was not going to go that well. So yes. eventually they wake up the beast. and We have three Tuscans because they're trying to piss it off and dry it out, draw it out. Yeah. So instead of the, the typical one, they send three and they're pretty loud. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you think for people who live on the sand, you'd be able to run on the sand without tripping. Right. They, they trip every time. <laughs> they turn around, they're running. One of the three just trips and falls. And of course, the crate dragon eats it. But yeah. now the crate dragon's out. They have it's they have all, the scorpions. Yeah, all the all the villagers. So we we eat the one Tuscan raider, and then everybody starts unloading. They have the scorpions kind of getting shot at the bees. But to Mando's mm. displeasure, the crate dragon kind of retreats back into the pit and he yells, "Dank Ferric!" It's going yeah, back yeah, in. That's where we get the dank Beric. Yeah, I thought that was so like unique. And yeah, I, I wonder I if he picked that. that up from the mithril fledgling when he takes them in. That's what I'm thinking too, which I think is just kind of a nod to the writing. Definitely. So definitely cool. is. Dank Farrick, we were talking about it before. I think we were recording, is like a very specific, just generic explan exclamation word like akin to gosh darn it or guitar yeah. or i swear to guitar like, yeah it's, it's just a earlier. thing but it's specific to the mithril race is kind of where the reference is mm -hmm. originated and episode one chapter one mando is taking in a member of the mithril race like yeah. that is his first bounty mission mm -hmm. we see so mando, i think it's just an ode to the to mando the just cursing in other languages <laughs> so cool so yeah he says dank fair it's going mm -hmm. back in. And Cobb wants to hit the detonator. He says, this is our best shot. Like, I'm going to hit it. Mando says, no, dude, we have one shot at this. We got to draw it out. And then the whole squad starts unloading. We have, like, Molotov cocktails, like, getting Yeah, thrown. like some explosive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the harpoons are hitting, and they're trying to pull it out. And they do get its attention. They piss it yeah. off enough. And day, this, this is, is where. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know what? Get off me. I'm going to puke on all of you. <laughs> spits up acid on all of them. And they melt instantaneously. Spontaneously too. It's so like, many of them. Yeah, oh, it's, and, they're, and they're 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 there, and then they're not in an instant. And Mando yeah. and Cobb don't don't even flinch. They're like, mm -hmm. don't not yet, steady. Yeah, <laughs> they're and waiting. Then, and then he, Mando eventually says, "Now they hit the detonator, and it goes off, and it injures them because mm -hmm. he does go down into the sand, mm -hmm. and, and that's all they see." But we know, and they even confirm it. Yeah. They know as well as we do. It's not dead. It's not over. They both say, yeah, I don't think this thing's dead. So, and then it, it reemerges after a couple seconds at the top of the kind of just hill surrounding this Sarlacc pit that it lives in. This reminded me like of something straight out of like a roller coaster, like something out of like a universal theme park. I was ride. thinking like, like a water park. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. The stereotypical jungle gym at like a water park right. where it just like spews out every exactly. once on That's the I was thinking yeah. too. Yeah. Except it's not fun at all. Yeah, no, you're gonna die. Yeah. You're gonna die. So it hits them with one more shower of acid, and yeah, at they're this, just getting slaughtered. At this yeah, point well, Cobb even says they're being picked off like a bunch of womp rats. Yeah, there and it then is. He, yeah, and then he jetpacks up with Mando. So this was cool. This was dope. Them. How they I will take say off. for not being a Mandalorian, Cobb Vance knows how to use the armor. He's very good. Well. Oh, he's yeah. good for sure. He's he's doing the armor proud for sure. Oh, <laughs> he ain't no schlub. He's doing Boba proud. But yeah, so they they jet pack up to kind of confront the crate dragon, and they just start hitting it with blasters, kind of around where its eye is, mm -hmm. and. If they know anything from the boys, the eyes, the eye is the weak spot the weak of spot. any Always. big invincible creature <laughs> or just a giant speedboat. You yeah. Can run into <laughs> the side of it. My only weakness. A yeah. Giant speedboat. yeah. Damn. A so giant. they do. They do piss off Rip the crate dragon mm -hmm. and it does take a chomp at him. 
but they fly off and they get it away and they get it to stop attacking the village. Yeah, it goes back underground and then they kind of don't hear it or see it for another couple of seconds. And then we hear some rumbling and then it resurfaces behind them. So it's completely out of its layer at this point, And it's yeah. just ready to kill everyone. Yeah, going crazy. This thing's terrifying. It can oh just God. travel under sand and literally everything is sand on top. This puts the... Uh... What fuck? I already forget. What's the rhinoceros kind of looking beast that Mando went? Mudhorn. Yeah, this puts the mudhorn. Just makes it look like an ant. Whoa, dude! But Mando was able to uh, take on this beast. He could not handle. I think I was reading something too that, uh, like, I mean, obviously (laughs) from the explosion we could tell, but the Kray Dragon's armor is just so much Mm -hmm. more dense than the mudhorns. And the mudhorns known for having intense armor, but yeah, they're not shame. They're not doing anything. Mando looks over. He sees that there's a bantha with all the bombs on it. You know exactly where this is going. Yeah, (laughs) he has. He says, I've got an idea. Get its attention, which Cobb does. And yeah, he then, uses the and jet then he pack says, missile. you're going to take care of the child. And Cobb's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know, but wish me luck. Flies away. <laughs> he kick, yeah, he, kicks, kicks he breaks away. the yeah, jet pack so that Cobb <laughs> just shoots off in the air to get to safety, essentially. Mm-hmm. And now that the the crate dragon is pissed off. It's going right for the Mandalorian who mm-hmm. is holding on to the Bantha with dear life and the crate dragon swallows. Him. So yeah, Mando sets the charges that are strapped to the Bantha, which he was not intending for the Bantha to break free. Like it was originally in a post. Right. And I think he was going to duck out of the way, but then it broke free of the, the post and he had oh, to like hold okay. it there. I was because like, I was in my mind. I was it just wasn't thinking. supposed to be a sacrifice. Okay. He was supposed to just draw it in and then probably were, are you with me on that, Paul? Like he was I, just going to dive out. It makes a whole lot of sense because yeah. he was saying like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he said shit. Yeah. I didn't realize that until now. I do remember Mm -hmm. him kind of literally about to jump out of the way and then he breaks free. Which, and then so the Bantha breaks free of its restraints, forcing Mando to grab its tether and then... He, he literally has to allow himself to get swallowed for his plan to work. There's a long pause. It's a super long pause. And I was like, oh, my God, man, it's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I totally thought man, it was dead <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> and of course... It breaches out of the sand and like a whale coming out of water. And it shows Mando using his rifle blaster to electrocute yeah. mm-hmm. from the inside, which I can't even imagine how painful that would be. That's oh. an awesome like bayonet attachment is mm-hmm. just a like taser. a taser. Yeah. That sniper mm-hmm. is so cool. Yeah. The, like it's a blaster sniper, whatever. I love it is. all it's, the blaster rifles. It's they're, so they're really cool. awesome. I love it. And, and as he's <laughs> tasing it and flying out of mouth with the jet pack, he, he hits the detonator and it blows up from the inside. Yay. And this time, yeah, it's really good. It's dumb. And you know what? I have to say, because I said I would, Emily, if you're listening, you called us from the very beginning. She said, like, when they needed to go kill the crate dragon, she was like, why don't they just make it swallow explosives? Yeah, and then blow it up. And I was like, that's probably what they're going to do. And then they did this whole charade. <laughs> did it. That, I was like, that would have been probably straight. That is so true because they already knew that it literally swallows Bantha's whole. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Just wow. I mean, oh, really that good takes writing, a lot but... away from the episode, but I'm glad they didn't come to that conclusion. But like, I'm they sure they didn't want to have. sacrifice an animal. You know, I'm sure like they're trying to save their banthos they're not just trying to give it up. Give oh, them well, up the for Tuskins free. had been had feeding been feeding them. them to them for free. They, they really? no, I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I digress. So the crate dragon is dead Yay. and we get a cut shot of the Tuskins that are harvesting this this enormous crate dragon carcass as was promised in the deal yep, yeah they're they're you know harvesting taking out the meat, of meat and they find which a- takes us to 
Mando, who has a nice whoa, whoa, whoa. hunk of you meat package. Give... That comes next. Okay, okay, oh, okay. I, I okay. would not I dare like, skip yeah, that. Yeah, come, on like, come on now. So their, Mando packages the hunk of meat, or has the packaged hunk of meat that mm-hmm. Baby Yoda is kind of picking at. <laughs> and then we get kind of the goodbye scene between Cobb and Mando. Cobb walks up, gives him the armor, Boba Fett's armor, and says, hey, I hope our paths cross again. They're As well of, do we. We all yeah. want to see Cobb Vanth again. He came off very... Like, he yeah. From the beginning, he was... Total badass. Love to see him. By the way, I haven't said he is the same actor that plays Danny Cordray from The Office, who is mm. like the really, really, he's yeah, like yeah, the, more handsome Jim that Pam yeah. used to date. Yeah, yeah. Who blew Danny Pam Cordray. off, but then Pam thought she, yeah. yeah. And I, he's like the best salesman. Actually, I never noticed that. But I, What I was going to say earlier, Timothy which I, Olafon. I forgot, I was like, of course, Kyle Vanth is his badass and he's the only decently good looking person in the entire yeah, village so yeah. far like, yeah yeah that's how Makes you sense, qualify man. for marshall is you just gotta <laughs> be good the best looking, looking. Yeah. yeah so we also get the tuscan raiders pulling out of the carcass of the crate dragon a giant ass pearl yay yes. everyone which, wins <laughs> yeah which is really cool because is it, i mean i assume it's like you know so oysters. yeah uh, i have exactly what it is if you if you yeah, want this okay. is first off i want to say that cobb the last thing he says is tell your people i wasn't the one that broke that armor oh yeah <laughs> Did that you was yeah, that? No, and, no, that was yeah, funny so yeah. that's sweet i really love Cobb. he he's coming back he will i think mm-hmm. 100% because especially because he said it yeah it's going to happen yeah but yes the tuscans pull out this giant pearl from the crate dragon carcass and this is straight off of wikipedia which is the you know star wars wikipedia so crate dragons had a very long lifespan and during the course of their life would ingest stones to assist in digestion the corrosive digestive fluid would break down and eventually dissolve the rocks. Rarely, a stone would contain a kyber crystal that would remain in a beast's gut, being refined over the life of the dragon until it formed a smooth, small sphere. Do you guys know what kyber crystals are, of course? Yeah, yeah, they create the lightsabers. Correct. Okay, so because the pearls were formed from kyber, they could be used in lightsabers. A lightsaber equipped with one of these pearls emitted a very powerful and destructive blade that emitted a howling sound when it ignited. What? Does that sound like a sword we know? Darksaber? Bingo. Yes. I I was just, I was literally thinking where you're going with this. I was like, Darksaber 2.0? Like, is this happening right now? I did not know this at all, but like, when they found the pearl, I had to be like, Okay, what is this pearl? Oh, this is so. I'm cool. telling you, boys. Wikipedia has it has it going doing on. What you're doing. Oh, yeah. I can't now that you're doing this. I need to do this oh, yeah. as well. So, Next time I watch an episode, even the smallest thing, I'm gonna have to look it up. Moff Gideon from the first season at the end when he pulls that out. Yeah, that's what that is. That mm. not confirmed, but like I said, one of these pearls, a lightsaber equipped with one of these pearls, emits a very powerful and destructive blade. That's the dark saber. It's very unique, destructive. Mm-hmm. That emitted a howling sound when ignited, and, and he, it kind of does have a. It's almost like Chidori twiddles. Yeah, when he busts open out of it, you could hear the yeah. dark saber for mm-hmm. sure. That's so cool. Oh my so, god! You know, and we have the potential. That is for not confirmed, one. but that's you know that's a theory that I have. It, so, it kind of fits the description. Well, I mean, busting theories out real quick. Dark saber 1.0 gets destroyed. Darksaber 2.0 is birthed and given to Mando. No, I, won't. <laughs> I mean, this pearl is way too big to put in a lightsaber. I was thinking they would use it for some other type of No, I think weapon. I think the Darksaber is going to have some staying power. That thing's been around oh, of forever, course, yeah. man. That, this it, is just putting on the, the tinfoil oh, yeah, hat yeah, yeah. right here. The, the Mando's had 
Mandalorians before pre-Empire, they had dark sabers as well. No, it was right? only there's only mm-hmm. been one dark Very saber. Very unique. Yeah. yeah. Really? It's a unique saber. It was oh, created yeah. by it's a Mandalorian Mandal- who was the first Jedi. The first Jedi Mandalorian. Yeah. I love this universe. Yeah, well, man. We, we, I was a little late with dropping the preview episode, but you should listen to it because we get into the Darksaber mm. a little bit. So it has some tie ins through Clone Wars and like Star Wars Rebels. But, but there the is only yeah, one Darksaber. And whoever. So, and man, I should get, really watch Rebels <laughs> and Clone Wars. Yeah. Just to let you know, the dark, whoever wields the Darksaber is the le- is the ruler of Mandalore. So it's. it's very symbolic in that sense it's not like, actually it's, yeah it's symbolic so the lightsaber that, isn't a jedi thing anymore it's a mandalorian thing and kind of it's their thing their leader also has this symbolic so moff gideon dark could technically sword. be the ruler of Mandalorian. i was gonna say do you think he killed a mandalorian and took it or do you think he was it hasn't been in the hand of a mandalorian so well, last I, person i believe we are going to get the character who we last saw wielding the dark saber her name is bo katan freeze we talk about this in the preview but if we're connecting the dots something happened to bo katan freeze who Kreese, who was a mandalorian and we talk about it she she was a good ruler you know she was very pro mandalorian for for unity of the people in general national but that was pre-episode four so almost a decade ago so between then and now something happened on mandalore probably an imperial takeover and, and it's moff very gideon. realistic that moff gideon is the current warden yeah, of warden. mandalore and if there's no warden's a good word for that if there's no ca- uh chancellor palpatine anymore no figurehead for the empire it's just all these warlords he is the de facto ruler of mandalore which is a very very powerful position and yeah. he has the freaking dark saber which is dope yeah that so, alone yeah, will man. make you powerful. That's uh, that's what I was saying beforehand. This is one of the things. Obviously, we will we'll, we will obviously get it. But I hope to see more Moff Gideon very soon. I want to know how he gets into the, the acquisition. Now, yeah, we don't know if we're going to get him soon, but we will get. Yeah, more we'll off. definitely get him in this season. Is what I'm saying. You know mm-hmm. who we did get at the end of this episode? Oh yeah, we didn't. We we're at the very. We didn't get to the final scene yet. <laughs> yeah, how could we not? Okay, so Mando is speeding out of there the triumphant music starts to play and we kind of just see the shadowy bald figure overlooking mando on a speeder bike and we see the silhouette we see him from behind and then he turns around and walks directly to the camera and that's the end of the episode lay it on me daddy lay it this on this is me. none other than boba fett and he, <laughs> offici- he officially has the imdb credit that that's- is so yeah. awesome. Okay. Um, so, so it's already confirmed, but yeah, it's the same actor that has voiced the clones and Django Fett and Boba Fett for the past 15 years. His well, name is Tamwera Morrison. Yeah, he uh, was in episode two. Two and three. Yeah, he's yeah. Commander Cody. He so, takes off his helmet. Cool. So, yeah, I did not notice that at the time, but once he told us beforehand who it was, and once he told us, even still, I'm just like, this is yeah. fucking hype. This is awesome Easter, like another yeah. Easter egg, huge one, and it's all going to tie in. Hey, I love that he's reprising the role too because he was an awesome Commander Cody. This is Boba Fett was the one unedited clone from Django Fett's right. mm-hmm. base DNA. So this, it's Boba Fett. This yeah, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know he doesn't have any of the iconic armor because now Mando has his armor, but mm-hmm. he has one of the blaster rifles and what looks like a staff or something staff. like a tuscan raider staff i think they kind of carry around that kind of looks like a bludgeoning weapon or something but yeah this is this is boba fett i the first time i watched it twice actually i watched it twice and i didn't realize it and then we got together to record and i was like who was that guy in the back i didn't look it up yeah 
Pete Thomas goes, that was Boba Fett. I'm like, what? I go immediately back <clears> to look at it again. His face is so scarred up that at first it looks like something completely different, but then you're like, oh my God. It makes sense. That's exactly yeah. the same actor, which I'm going to have to double check this. Is this OG Doctore? The one. Oh, wow. From I, I, God's I'm not the a smartest arena. guy, but that'd be crazy. He looks, I'm pretty, I think he is OG, OG Doctore with the scar across his face. Fact checking right now. Be patient, Bingetown TV. Because that would be a wild connection. It's just weird how we cover all these podcasts and, you know, not only do they tie into get to each other, but yeah, dude, if we ever got him on the pod, interviewed him. Oh, we have, my God, it is. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. I didn't like say no way because they totally yeah. looked alike and they are like, let's I've, go. Dude, I mean, if we Spartacus got him on the was podcast, so long ago, oh but God. the character he played in Spartacus, Doctor A was supposed to be an older Doctor A. So yeah. I think the character that he played Doctor A was older than like Commander Cody was, so I didn't think the ages lined up. But yep. yes, 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 yep. Paul. To where I'm you're right. If we ever got oh. him on the podcast, we would be hammering that dude with questions. <laughs> oh he would be. He would be. My gosh, he would be around for a while. Let's go. <laughs> That's I'm awesome, so man. That is a great connection. Nice. <laughs> All right. You've been on the. You've been on the ball, man. You you're you're picking up on a lot of these things. Wow. <laughs> the voice actors That's and the so actual. Funny actors. because I was looking at his IMDb and he that wasn't even one of his like main credits. So that I totally should be. For those of you who didn't <laughs> well, watch yeah. Spartacus, go back watch it and listen to early Benchtown. OG Doctore, dude, wow. crazy. Are All you right. kidding me? So what um what do you think are we gonna get in chapter ten next episode? I honestly, it's impossible I have, to guess, no, right? See, yeah, yeah. If if we're following the same trend as season one, then there's going to be a lot of filler, almost not, not filler, yeah, just standalone episodes. Yeah, but not, I think season two is going to keep giving us more story. I mean, we already have Boba Fett confirmation. Do you think Pop he'll Band. be in the next episode? That's what chapter? I'm thinking. I'm not sure if that was a teaser. I I, I, I don't think. I don't think Tomorrow, it'll be next episode. I don't think the next episode is going to be the Boba Fett episode. Correct. Is what I'm trying to say. Correct. But I'm with you. probably later in the season, definitely next episode. I think it'll probably another be another standalone. I'm just with... thinking of all the characters that they've confirmed, and it's just like this show is going to pick up so quickly. Yeah. Like with now that we have Boba Fett confirmed, we already know that Ahsoka's confirmed. Like we just have all these characters, big Obi, characters. Yeah. Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what we. We might be on Tatooine next episode because we didn't see him talk to Motto and like fly away. And usually when he leaves the planet, we see him in his ship. It's kind of iconic. It's a thing. That's how they yeah. change scenes. He yeah. leaves on the ship and then lands. I was right. going to say, uh, it, basically, my next guest for next episode, he still needs to find a Mandalorian. So he's going to go back to Mos Eisley's, yeah. probably talk to Mon, maybe go around, see if there's any connections there. And then he's probably going to take off to some random planet. Well, unless Boba Fett is trying to get his armor back because Which, he he's obviously been watching. He's going to so be he tailing. He has the arm. Well, is he going to be tailing or maybe he would be interested in talking to Mando and most Eisley is where everybody is. So Boba Fett would be able to seek out Mando in most. And Boba Fett's been episode, a, so very well. And maybe we know we that Boba Fett's old as dirt. He might know some things about old dirt, dude. Not old as dirt, that. but he's one of the older characters so far yeah. we've seen. So he, he might have some information information on baby yoda and whatever like you're saying he might be a, a useful resource in the future wait are we gonna get a boba fett and obi-wan interaction because that that hasn't happened since boba fett watched... no way is that even possible wait, yeah from That's when they, possible, in episode it? two when boba fett or Django fett's head got cut off by mace windu and Boba Fett went up and like hugged his head. Yeah. That was the last time you saw Obi-Wan. Dude, I just love this universe. Yeah. I'm I, not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out, but it, 
you're right. Yeah. For, for some reason in my mind, I just thought Obi-Wan was just dead. He does have a vendetta against Mace Windu specifically for that. I'm not sure if Boba Fett like would have any aggression towards Obi-Wan for that because Boba Fett in the extended universe is kind of this like cool, reasonable guy. He's just like... <laughs> the fucking dude you almost killed obi-wan yeah with the and, I, and i only got into it because it's all extended universe so yeah. like a lot of people that only watch the movies wouldn't know but he like escaped the sarlacc pit in the extended universe and the only explanation is because he had this dope armor and he's a badass very resu- resourceful yeah yeah and a jetpack the picture is literally him jetpacking <laughs> yeah. out of the sarlacc. i actually has seen that really comic cool. strip it's so cool but yeah, uh, George Lucas, I, I believe there's a quote where he says, I, I had no idea the fans were going to go so crazy for Boba Fett. Otherwise, I would have made him, you know, more of a thing. But yeah. I made the first movie that he was in and I got this feedback, but he was already kind of just a bounty hunter and, and not it, really relevant. And it honestly works out just because now we're not going to be, you know, we haven't been shoved Boba Fett for mm-hmm. years in our face, you know, like yeah. this is just something that was just an ode to the movies. And now we can get a little bit more of Boba Fett. So I'm all in for it. I'm glad that he didn't just bury us with Boba Fett. Everybody loves Boba Fett. Even Peter Griffin. Yeah. But he, <laughs> yeah. he goes, yeah. he was, go- I would bet you all my Star Wars figures, what? <laughs> except Boba Fett, except Boba no matter Fett. how sure I am, I never bet the Fett. Yeah. Shout out. There's a lot of family guy overlap to oh. Star Wars oh, yeah. too, I mean, which I think you're gonna the, love. The Star Wars episodes if in Family Guy are unbelievably accurate to little scenes those that happen. The, those were the only Family Guy episodes I had actually ever per like back in the day on my iPod Nano or whatever, like early iPhone three, whatever. Like those were the only episodes I had downloaded. Everybody Star loves Wars Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Everybody loves Star Overall Wars. Overall though great fucking episode and i'm like yeah, just talking on the was... podcast just gets me fucking so excited for the next i, know, I just want to keep talking about i know <laughs> yeah it was a good one yeah i, re- I really like this to start off the season it was a standalone episode but i love that we already have confirmed boba fett in episode one of season yep. two like i think this season is going to start moving along some some more media and plot. especially with the facts sorry to cut you off again no, uh, but especially with the fact that i'm pretty sure the, ne- the next all the episodes coming up are going to be like you know the 30 minute little yeah. over 30 minutes so they're Sad. definitely gonna have to be like i was saying pumping out content in each yeah. of these episodes with all these confirmed conf- confirmed characters so mm-hmm. looking forward to it i'm hype man i'm hype Damn i want to see some more adorable baby yoda obviously that's coming up i can't I, and i, I hope that. i don't think he's going to get to the point where he brings him back to his own race this season that just seems so I think far. that I think we were talking that on the preview as well. Yeah. And I said exactly. I Dave said, I want to see that. But I said, don't hold your breath. That's kind of like part of the character. Yeah. That's like um, the end of the Mandalorian. Th- show. Yes. I think that will be end game, were, which that'll be a great payoff. What I talked about also on the seasons. preview is that we got they're already in pre-production for season three of Mandalorian. Love it. And fans were already saying that season four is already kind of like not in pre-production but like being talked about and then that would be either season three or four would be the season of baby i'll tell you what get the contracts written up yeah baby i don't three out of three people at this table would not pay for disney plus if not for this show i agree i don't think we're the only one so (laughs) i this is legitimately the only reason why i have like i don't have a need for disney plus and mandalorian has been one of my favorite shows so far the only reason i got it yeah no disrespect to disney plus they have great stuff if you're like they have the simpsons the greatest showman i don't know if you guys ever seen no, right. yeah <laughs> but this show this show is a huge draw for i think a lot of people to be getting disney plus and i think it's been 
just so positively received that it's not going away anytime yeah, soon. Hundred percent. Again, and clap, clap, clap to Dave Filoni and yeah. John Favreau. Absolutely, Absolutely yeah. They still got job. like season two off to a great start, and I I think we're good on the episode. Uh, keep an eye out for our continued coverage of the Mandalorian all season long. I feel like this is an appropriate time to plug Spartacus because Tamara Morrison <laughs> was OG Doctore. So Let's we go. love you, dude. And as always, if you like what you heard, give Binge Town TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Once again, we are Binge Town TV. And thanks for listening. And this is the way. <laughs>